Scott with SJWellFire.com. Had a dream years ago about the rise and fall of the Antichrist. Let's get into it. So we're going to cover the spear of destiny, hitting the man of perdition, all chaos breaking loose, and then how this ties into the internet of things, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, people taking the mark of the beast, and in the end, God wins. So I saw this prominent leader. He was, he was struck by what I think was the spirit destiny during a press conference. And he was doing a press conference in front of a Greek style temple building like this. And he was hit in his upper left shoulder with, like I said, this mega projectile, but when it hit him, it hit him in slow motion. And so after he went down, I got the sense he brought peace to the Middle East, was respected by both Muslims and people from Israel, um, people from around the world, you know, somewhat of a charismatic leader. But after he was down, chaos broke out, lawlessness, the grid was down. It was just pure Mad Max that was going on. And again, I did not, I didn't see his head get hit, injured there, but definitely his upper left shoulder. So at first I thought it might've been a really huge caliber that nobody in their right mind could afford, or, or I think that's even legal. So the next day, there's a show that talks about the spear of destiny on how Satanists or Luciferians own this and want to actually have the man of perdition, the Antichrist, cut himself and declare himself Christ in the third temple. But let's watch. Appreciate that you trust me with this story. You're the only one I would have told it to. Tell us who your former boss was. And the reason that we're not saying his name is out of respect for your service to him. Yes. Well, I did a lot of chauffeur and bodyguard work for a lot of people, a lot of very important people. He wound up being one of the people that I drove and bodyguarded for. Right. And someone you knew and got to know. Very well, yes. Okay. I realized he wasn't your average, everyday big businessman. There was more to it. And I could tell by the way people came and talked to him. Very deferential. And you told me that he went and met with the U.S. president. Yes, he did. Okay. You go to the meet with the U.S. president, you get to be somebody. So where do you first hear that somehow the spear is involved with this man? Again, powerful people tend to stay with each other and in social groups. And another very powerful person who was in government came and he had his usual cadre of feds in their nice little cutout stamp suits and earplugs and talking into their sleeves. It was one of those security people who met me for drinks. He just started talking and he started asking me just basic questions that I had the feeling he already knew the answers to about myself. And then eventually said, so have you ever heard of the spear of destiny? No, wait, wait, now we have to stop here, right? So, hey, how you doing? By the way, you ever hear of the spear of destiny? He drops yeah, that. So, much, okay, yeah. so what do you say at that moment? And I say, yeah, I know about it. So he said, well, what do you think about your boss and the spear? Why would I think anything? So now, now you're thinking about your boss and the spear of destiny. What does he say? Uh, he says, well, what, what would you think if I told you that uh, he was the one who stole it from Hitler? Your boss yeah. stole the spirit of destiny from Adolf Hitler. Yeah. That's what he drops in, in the bar. Yeah. The best bar story of all time. When he said it, I just put my drink down and looked at him because I thought he was crazy. And what did he say that made you think he wasn't crazy? He started to tell me a story. I'd love to hear that story. You know that's what we're here to do. Let's, let, let's tell the story. Well, he says my boss was part of a group. They called themselves what I was told was the Benai Hanephilim, the sons of the fallen, disciples of Lucifer. Just so that you understand, they believe that the God of the Bible is evil. 
they believe that Lucifer is good. This when, is his, your, your boss's this secret is, cabal. This is their secret. That the God that we all know is the bad guy. Is the bad guy. That spear is the one that they believe when the temple is rebuilt in the city of David, their man, the person that they had handpicked, was at some point going to walk into the Holy of Holies, take the blade and shed his own blood, and then proclaim himself to be the Messiah. And then these sons of the fallen, they plan on ruling the world. They believe it enough to not only be willing to kill for it, they believe it enough to die for it. So I think that their guy, because they want a scripture to be fulfilled, I think they're going to throw the spear of destiny at their guy, this Antichrist figure. So after he was hit, like I said, the world was in chaos, no food, electricity. Um, I was on the run with my wife and I had a big winter coat and it was very, very, it was cold out. I mean, you, you're, we were trying to just stay warm. And I remember my last can of food out of, out of my pocket of my coat and some nice Christians did provide me, my wife and I, some food. We were very grateful. And I just remember there was hopelessness everywhere unless you had faith in Jesus Christ, because you could just see, you know, scripture being fulfilled. And so that, so we were almost joyful. Then it just gets absolutely wild. So this leader that was hit, they placed his head. I didn't see his body. They placed his head on this big box. I take it. I took it as a supercomputer. And within all these small towns, or at least the small town I was in, but my sense is these were everywhere, these, these triangles, these little mini triangles, and they had a brilliant, bright, flashing light in there, and they were creating free electricity. It was a free electricity device. And then they were shooting up a hologram of this president or this leader, this Antichrist figure, um, and it looked real. But as a Christian, I could tell it was fake, but people were just in awe of the electricity and the hologram, like they'd never seen that crisp of technology. It looked like he was right there. So when this leader's head was put on the computer, my sense was his soul was intertwined or his, his like brain was um, active, even though he didn't have a heart. And he was just part of this quantum computer beast system, basically. So the people listened, they were in awe, you know, they thought it was a miracle. And so I never heard them say, look, you need to become part of the Antichrist, Antichrist beast system to worship him and take the mark. But what I did see is I saw these people were starving and hopeless. They're like, look, there's electricity here and he's alive. He made it. And they were walking in and lining up and going to this like telephone booth, photo booth type thing the way I can describe it and they'd walk in one by one and then a flash of light would happen so <laughs> you know me there's just like yes I, I worship the beast and a flash of light happened and what was wild is when they walked out they looked like zombies you could tell they were tied to each other with groupthink and probably lost all kind of consciousness to God you know the third eye was probably shut down and and they ended up hating the, the non-marked people. And so my wife and I, at first, were just beginning all that, but then we had to like run for the hills. So my sense was there was no free connection, no free will or connection to Jesus Christ. And if you think about it, if this really, if this is what's going to happen, God wants to save you. But if you're not his, if your DNA has changed and you're, 
you worship somebody else and all of a sudden let's say you're you're connected to this hive mind that has nothing to do with christ you you've you've lost it you're out so the dream ends with big silver hands crushing the antichrist head that was resting on this mega computer just like popped it <laughs> that's it and and then that was it the dream ended so i think that's the good news so personally you know i like to end with scripture obviously so our sin i think is allowing the timeline the end times beginning of sorrows timeline to speed up but the key is not to take this mark of the beast because those people will be thrown into the lake of fire so let's read and he had power to give life under the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive the mark on their right hand or their foreheads. And in the dream, I didn't see where they got their mark. They just were zombies when they left. And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and the number is six hundred three score and six. Now here's the good news. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, and which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. So that's the good news. Don't take the mark. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived with all the the UFO news that's out there. Um, We'll talk a little bit about that under another podcast. But hopefully this was a blessing. God bless. And curious your comments. Thanks.